On today's episode of The Breakaway, presented by Los Rios Community College District, we talk to the public address announcer of your Sacramento Republic, Jamie Coffey. It just happens to be International Women's Day, which is a perfect fit. She is absolutely incredible, one of the best in the business, doing not just Republic Games, but many, many more. We talk about how she got her start with the Republic, all the other events she does around the year, and what it's like being in a male-dominated industry. All that coming up on today's episode of The Breakaway. Oh, and I should mention that she has been around since year one. So we get to talk about some 10-year of history with Jamie Coffey, some of her favorite memories from throughout the years. This is a special episode of The Breakaway, 10 years of history. All right, excited to have on the public address announcer for your Sacramento Republic, who's been on the mic for all 10 years, Jamie Coffey. Jamie, how are you? Good to see you. I know you're in Vegas doing other other duties, but uh, good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I missed a little preseason action, but uh, thank you for holding down the fort. But I'm, I am in Vegas. I'm, I'm doing um, my other mic work for basketball. It's tournament time. March Madness. Yeah, you're always involved in in uh, in the March Madness stuff, and I know you obviously um, PA for the, for us here for the Republic, but also many other gigs. So I know you have what Final Four that you've done for the last while, Pac-12 championships, and you have another gig, right? Yeah. So um, I, I I March does is is a lot of basketball. It is Pac-12 right now, tournament time. I finished up the women's uh, recently, and now we're heading into the men's tournament, and then I'll have a a brief break before we roll into regionals in Seattle and then off to Dallas for the final four this year. So done a couple of those for uh, NCAA. I've done one of their world series. Um, U.S. women's national team. Another uh, favorite. That's a big of one. Mine yeah. to, to get. It's, that's huge to get behind the mic for It's challenging because, uh, because you, you know, you're always playing a country with names that, that that's the biggest challenge that I face are, are, are yeah. some of the names that roll across my desk and you're like, so I'm, how are I'm, those I'm pronunciation guys though? It, it's tough. The, yeah, a lot of the, um, like the national teams, they will send me audio clips oh. and it's the players saying their name, which is great. But a lot of the accents are, are, are hard to, yeah. you know, to hear. So you have to listen to them over and over again. And I write things phonetically and then I can't even read what I wrote half the time. Um, but U.S. Women's National League, obviously Sacramento Monarchs for a long time as well. So you've done pretty much everything in the in the PA world, um, and so I wanted to, to chat with you about that, obviously. But what, like, if you have some career name, some of the career highlights of like games that you've done that stick out to you? Um, okay, well, yeah, obviously you got to go back to where you started. Um, Monarchs was was huge. Breaking into that was huge because, to be honest, I had no clue what I was doing. Um, I was in radio as a broadcaster, so getting that gig someone suggested I audition for it and I didn't grow up play, playing basketball I grew up playing soccer like most kids do um and I'm five foot three I'm I'm, a, I'm not very tall so I'm, I'm not a baller I, I played sports like soccer and swimming and um so I went and auditioned for it I ended up getting the gig and which is amazing because that is really what's catapulted me to all these other gigs every gig I have I can find a monarch's connection Somehow there's some slight degree of separation. So highlight from that is, of course, 2005 winning the championship and coming very close again the, the next year. Um, but unfortunately, the, you know, the team disbanded in 2009. So that was a heartbreaker. Um, let's say, gosh, 
Other career highlights for me behind a mic was uh, in 2014. Um, unfortunately, Scott Moak got sick one night, and because of my history with, with the WNBA team there, they brought me in, and I was able to uh, get behind the mic for a Kings game, which to this day, I think I'm still the only woman who's ever done that for an NBA team, um, which is sad in, in you know, 2023, but mm-hmm. um, hopefully we'll, we'll see more women uh, take these roles up. The opportunity, I remember a career highlight with the Republic was when I got this gig, I literally thought I was filling in. They asked me to come work a game and I'm like, sure, I know, I know soccer, I can do it. So I went, I did the game. I thought it was just a one-off. Um, and I remember I was kayaking in Lake Tahoe and my phone rang and I picked it up and it was Erica Bjork from the Republic. And she offered me the job and I just lost my mind in the middle of Lake Tahoe. Um, so <laughs> I, that was, that was 10 years ago and it was super exciting. And now a, a whole decade has passed. So making memories, winning the, the USL championship that first year. I mean, I was on cloud nine and then getting the opportunity to work with, with the national team. So I still have goals. I mean, I've, I've had, had some pretty big highlights throughout my more than two decades behind a mic, but um, I, I still have some goals that I want to achieve. What are those? Uh, I would love to do um, the Olympics. That. Mm. And, 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 you know, obviously we're getting them in 2028 in California. Would love to go overseas and do it. But um, any opportunity to, to, to work with the Olympics, any sport that I am familiar with. I don't really want to try to go in and do a sport that I'm not. For. I've, I've worked sports that I'm not familiar with. Um, it's way harder, I, right? Yeah. It's harder. I am able to do it with the help of a very strong crew, support crew. Um, I've worked a rugby game because of my career with the Republic. These things, these opportunities came up rugby, um, lacrosse sports. I didn't know anything about, but loved watching. I've always been into sports my whole life, but NFL is another big one for me. I would love to be the first woman to do an NFL game and, um, got a couple of teams in California might be possible. Sacramento Republic FC fans, UC Davis Health is here to keep you in the game so you can score a healthier future. From adult and pediatric care to sports medicine and orthopedics, their providers focus on achieving better health for the very young to the young at heart. Find a doctor you connect with at any of their 17 primary care clinics throughout the region, including Davis, Sacramento, Folsom, Roseville, Rockland, and more. Learn how they can support you at choosehealth.ucdavis.edu. Your home for everything soccer and proud partner of Sacramento Republic. Join our community and explore a fresh new take on the definition of indoor soccer. Get started today and join a weekday pickup session, rent a field, or get straight into the friendly league competition for both youth and adults. And for the grown-ups, a sports bar for you to enjoy. How do we fit it all in the fun? Easy. Two locations, 19 fields, and a crew that wants you to have the best possible experience. Visit us online at lafive.us for all product information and schedules. For an inside look and to stay up to date with events, follow us on Instagram at lafive underscore Rancho Cordova and at lafive underscore West Sac. 
At Elk Grove Charter School, our students chase their dreams. Students advance at their own pace. EGCS offers flexible schedules, small class sizes, and accelerated learning in a fully accredited learning environment. We help students balance their academic goals while pursuing their passions in club sports, performing arts, entrepreneurship, and much more. Elk Grove Charter School is now enrolling. Learn more by going to egcs.egusd.net or give us a call at 916-714-1653. We're confident our students will astound you. Choosing the right health plan for you and your family is simple with Western Health Advantage. Their plans include wellness programs that put you in the game and on the field with ways to stay fit and healthy. Check out their affordable plans that have been keeping our community strong for over 25 years. Go online to westernhealth.com. That's westernhealth.com for more information. Made in the Shade Tent Rentals is your number one choice for tent rentals in Sacramento and throughout Northern California. From concerts and festivals to corporate events, outdoor dining to private special events, construction, manufacturing, or farming, whenever you need shade, whatever the occasion, we've got you covered. Visit MadeShade.com to inquire about options. That's M-A-D-E-Shade.com. That's right. Well, I wanted to ask you, yeah, there aren't many female public address announcers. I know there are a few, like maybe it's becoming more often. I guess you can kind of couple MCs into that. Um, but but what is it like to be in such a, a male-dominated you know, field and still kicking butt and taking names and doing such a great job as you always do? I, you know, I, I love it. It's, it's, it's strange that there's not more women that do it, but, um, and it's, I don't, I don't know. I guess for now, I, most of the gigs I get, and, and, you know, obviously it is male. Every single sport, even the WNBA doesn't have a female announcer. Really? I guess. I mean, it, I, I was surprised to see that. I went, I looked up the other day. I was looking to see, I'm on a, you know, social media group for PA announcers and, um, cause there's a group for everything. And, um, I was looking to see, cause I was just curious and I was kind of shocked Major League Baseball has, I think, three, two of which are right here in Northern California. So that's great. So there are women out there doing it. Yep. Um, but I kind of like doing it. Again, I've always liked sports. So I love seeing people performing at their top level. And it's just, I'm just amazed. And if I could do that full time for a career, I, I would do it. It's just, it's more of a, a side hustle, I call it. Yeah. Um, I want to ask, cause I can't believe it has been 10 years. Obviously you've been around from pretty much the beginning. What, um, what has changed for you in 10 years of being with the club in terms of announcing? I think what's changed is, well, the, the biggest change have been the, you know, going from where we started when we were over at Sac city, that huge venue, um, that wasn't, that was intense, but then we moved over to the Cal Expo era, and it's been a couple of different names throughout the years. Um, but what hasn't changed is, is the fan support. It's mm -hmm. always been at a really high level and it's so exciting to see the stands fill up and the fans come 10, even after 10 years, they're still there. Even in really hot temperatures that we get triple digit days, they still show up in the rain. They show up. So Really, the, the biggest change is, has been the, the venue that we, you know, perform in every night. Because I remember the first time we showed up over at Cal Expo, they were literally still putting the seats together. I mean, I was like, are we really going to stand up here on this and, and do this? And working under, you know, 
our first rainy season, we had to put plastic bags over us when we were calling the game and just some fun moments. I think it's, it's, it's been a great, a great time. A lot of great people have, have come through. Um, you know, I don't know how many OGs are, are still with the, with the team that started, but there's a I've few. Had, yeah, there, there are, there are definitely a handful of us and it's, it's been great. Um, I've worked with some amazing people, but fan support, that's always been a high. When did the last name stuff start? I remember I started emceeing in 17, but I stage managed in 16. And I don't think we did it at that time. I, but I remember the switch. Was It was sometime in that 17, 18 area, right? I, I feel like it's since you've been here. I mean, during really? the time that you got here, the call and response. And, you know, it's funny because um, now that we're doing it more, and I love – I love that because they did a little of that. And when I worked in the WNBA, they tried to get the crowd engaged as well. When they'd hit a three pointer, um, they were trying to get them to yell three with me. But um, with the the call and response, I noticed the last last summer I did some da- um, games for the women's national team, and they were doing it. And it's so cool when it works. Yeah, it's it's and I I, I feel like we've been doing it though for a few years. Okay, I was trying to think. I remember the the few games that I just really stand out. Um, well, obviously some of the goals, like right when the goals happen, usually the call and response is a little bit uh, more common. But the the Sporting Kansas City game um, and the Earthquake game, I remember just being like, "Wow, that was as loud as I've ever heard the response." Did what was that like for you? Oh, I that that I, I can't even tell you the the high that I get from when you say something and a crowd reacts. It's it's a, it's a kind of a powerful feeling. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but it, it just, it feels right. And, um, you, to know that something that came out of your mouth triggered that response. Mm-hmm. So I love it's, it. I, it's one of my favorite things too, because especially when it's a jam packed crowd and it's, and it's loud, which it, it was those games and, and other games last season specifically, um, man, it's fun. It is, uh, it's just a whole different livelihood of just entertainment and excitement. So I think it's so, such a cool thing. Um, I wanted to ask you, it's been obviously 10 years, right? How many, like what, what memories throughout the 10 years stick out to you is, is something you, you, you remember to this day? I mean, okay. So, so winning the, the championship was, was huge. Um, you know, the reaction after going down on the field, getting to hold the trophy, um, and then getting fitted for the club actually gave us rings and getting fitted for my ring. Um, Cause then I now have my two rings. I have my WNBA championship ring and I have my championship ring from the USL. And so those were pretty intense moments. Um, what else? God, there's been some last year's um, run with the open cup. Oh my God. I was like, because obviously I couldn't fly off to, you know, go watch some of these games, especially the last one. But I was able to watch them, whether it was online or on, you know, TV. I was, I was hooked. Like, yeah. I, I, I couldn't stop or I'd get on Twitter and just follow the updates because the club's really good about updating on social media. So um, last year's Open Cup run was right up there with the championship for me. I'm I'm curious too because um, the energy in that game on the 27th was pretty pretty unreal. Um, 
we had the, you know, the, the state fair was going on. So there wasn't as much, uh, things going on. The stadium footpath was a little smaller. So our, I remember thinking like, we have to get people to their seats before, because there wasn't a lot of room for everybody for the 11,569. I think that number was actually a little high. I think there's some people that snuck in, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) or up on the berm watching the game along the river. I'm like, right. I know. And remember the light, the light moment is one of the coolest things I've seen. And now we've tried to, you know, use that as a a trigger. We'll do something similar, um, on opening night. But, um, yeah, I, I, it was one of those moments I'll I'll never forget. And I remember we're when the, before the penalty kicks are, uh, are going on, we're talking, me and Dan are talking, Dan Spackman, our game director. And I forget who was directing the game in terms of, uh, in the, in the booth, but I can't, I can't, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Jeff Butler, but, um, who's fantastic as well for the Franklin team. So, and I remember we're talking about, okay, how are we going to do the penalty kicks this way, that way, this way, that way, do we announce this? Do we announce that? Um, and we kind of had a plan going into the game and then we realized like, okay, what do we, what do we try and tell fans to do it? Do we tell them to stomp their feet on our kicks? No, that doesn't make sense anyway. So I just remember that's one of the things I remember is we had in about the 104th, fifth, sixth minute, uh, we're trying to talk about these things cause we know it's coming and we kind of had a plan, but when you get there, it's just a little different. Um, but I, I mean, I, what do you remember about the, the celebrations and not only from the, the semifinal, but from the, the championship, but just the celebrations and the noise that was coming from the fans. Oh, it, it was intense. I, I'm sure I still have some videos on my phone from it because it was just the celebration and the players are always so great. I think this team, more than any team I've ever worked with in any sport, they are really good about connecting with the fans and shaking a hand, taking a picture, signing an autograph. That's what I like about this club is they're all so personable and there's hometown guys, you know, like Matt LaGrasa, it's it's awesome to see hometown people yeah. be able to play at that level in front of their their hometown fans, their friends, their family, you know. So the celebrations are uh, even even just a goal creates a great celebration. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but no, the everybody went nuts, and then the all the rallies like. Um, during the playoffs that first season too, people would come out to stuff and just, we could shut down streets in Midtown and, you know, we would host all these different things, these celebrations and people would pack them. Yeah. So, um, there's, I've, I don't see a lot of, I mean, I see a lot of great celebrations do working championship games, but this is, they're right up there with that when the goals are scored. Well, I, and when you do some of these games, a lot of times they're in neutral environments, at least when you do. So it's not quite the same, I imagine, no. in terms of, of the energy level. There's buzz, right? But it's not necessarily a home environment feel. Um, so that's something you, you get to at least experience at, at um, Heart Health Park or Bonnie or Papa Murphy's or whatever it's been over the years. Yes, What's, um, I get to be not neutral there. I get right, to be right. all about the home team. But yes, I do a lot of neutral work. What um what about uh like are there any like games that you remember that aren't the big games that everyone remembers which is like you know the championship games the, the open cup runs last year like I think for me the Kamawasa retirement game when he scored the equalizer in his final game that one sticks out to me as being a, a very cool moment but what what kind of those moments do you remember that maybe aren't you know s- talked about always That's tough because you know 10 years there's a lot of moments in between <laughs> right. and um, they blend together a little bit 
him, his retirement was, was a big one because, you know, you, over the years, you, you have, you, you know, you, there's a lot of great players on the team, but you have some favorites. Like I was always a big Roro fan. And when he left and then came back, I went nuts. Like I'm all, Oh yeah. But you know, all the, all the OGs coming back. Yeah. I'm a huge Danny Vitiello fan. So I, I mean, I, I love Danny. Um, but I'm just trying to think because there's some great moments, but there's some great moments that occur at Heart Health Park that even aren't in game there. It's some of the stuff you do with the fans and some of the community stuff when you bring, I just, I like the way this club connects with the community and, the and we bring a lot of that to the stadium. I mean, the Matthew Harding one for me has got to be one of the top, top ones. Uh, the make a wish uh, who I see it almost every home game um, came out and, got to start for the team, got signed and then got to score a goal against the lights. I'll never forget that. That was incredible. Um, was you mentioned one of the cool community moments. Um, one of my favorite moments that I think you got a great kick out of last year. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but it's, uh, it's when I got pied in the face. Yes. By, I was going to say you took a pie in the face. I, I don't think I told you this. That pie was partially frozen. I, that, that, uh, that, that thing hit me hard. <laughs> I, you know, you're a good sport about it because I don't think that I would have been as good of a sport. I mean, obviously I'd have to, if I was on camera, but I can tell you afterward, I would not have been thrilled. about it. So people, the office set that up. Obviously I did not know what was going to happen. Dinger, who I had just met that day and we were, you know, excited to be doing stuff. I've seen him since. And he came up and gave me a big hug probably because he feels bad, but, um, I, I thought he was trying to like make people sing. Like I didn't really know what was going on. And then he pulled it down and hit. And I, I mean, yeah, it was a, it was a moment. And then the pump up was right after that, which you were, you, you were laughing. You told me you were laughing about anyway, but yeah, we've had a lot of, a lot of fun moments. It's always fun. Co emceeing, hosting, whatever you want to call it games with you. Um, we've had some, some, some good times. And I know coming into year 10, which is crazy. We got more good times ahead of us. Well, and, and I'm thrilled to have you there because in the beginning, there were times when I had to do double duty and uh, it's not fun. <laughs> to, down to the field and try to function on the field because I don't function as well in the field. I don't know how you do it, but the delay and I'm like looking at a camera. So I'm like, I can't run down these stairs, get my breath, do this contest, run back up. So when they brought you in. <laughs> and you're just so much fun to work with. You do an amazing job. And oh, so thank you, you always leave me smiling. And that's what, that's, what's important. Is. You gave me a good, good hard time last year, uh, about, I think about a haircut, right? Is that what it was? I think it was something like that. And I didn't hear it cause I didn't hear, I didn't have ears in that day. Usually I do. Um, but then someone, someone said something to me and I, and I was like, oh man, that was good. I should have been able to react, but I didn't even hear it. Um, but anyway, yeah, we always have a, a, a great time, um, at matches. And I know that, um, one of the things I think is super fun. We actually have a couple new things I need to tell you about when we when we finish recording here that I'm excited about. But um, yeah, just some of the I, I feel like the stomp your not to get into su too much of the in game stuff, but whenever we started, I think it was in 2020 or 2021 when we started doing the stomp your feet on corner kicks. That has really brought a rock ruckus into the into the uh, crowd. Um, some of those moments to me stick out as thinking like, oh yeah, we're going to try something new this game. And we've had, by the way, we've tried things that have not worked specifically. I have, um, but some things have, have really worked well. And so it's been a, it's been a absolute blast. So I'm excited for this year. It's coming up. You'll be there opening night. 
<laughs> so we won't we won't have to worry about uh we won't have to worry about that. Um, but it's gonna be a lot of fun. Year 10, Jamie. I can't believe it. Let's do it. Let's do 10 more. There you go. I love it. Thank you so much, Jamie, and we'll see you on the 18th. Yep. Go Republic. Our thanks to Jamie Coffey so much for talking to us from Vegas. Very cool that she was able to do that. Two more episodes coming this week. We have a Spanish episode coming with Armando Boteo and Milton Moreno later on this week. And then a Between Two Connors as well with a special guest, Lee Desmond. So a lot of exciting things happening on this week on the breakaway ahead of the season opener coming up this Saturday. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, a huge match Saturday against El Paso before being back home next Saturday uh, for the home opener. Thank you so much for your support of this episode and this podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe, and follow. And as always, go Repu